The following is paid programming. The views do not represent that of JVC Broadcasting, its staff, or management. What are you doing? What are you I doing? Come on. You never light a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see. Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. For another great episode of Kiss My Ash Radio. Um, as, woo. O- woo. as always, uh, follow us on social media at Kiss My Ash Radio. Every Friday, we post a word on our social media page. Be the 10th caller at 877 960 9960. Put that phone number in your speed dial. Be the 10th caller when you hear the social media word that we posted yesterday, and you'll win a five pack of cigars courtesy of Recluse Cigars. An awesome little five pack. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, every week on Kiss Match Radio, we like to give away certain prizes. Yes, and uh, one of our uh, long time, actually from day one, inception sponsors, Zykar, Maker, Zykar Makers of Cutters and Lighters Guaranteed for Life. Uh, one of the fine folks at Zykar giving away today, Lady M. This week, when you are the 10th caller after hearing this sounds, you are going to win the Zykar XI2 Cutter. This one is wrapped in a mesh. Um, Carbon fiber? Cover, carbon fiber type look, and, um, and it is uh, $59.99 uh, retail value, so nice. guaranteed for life. And we have fine. a picture of it on our Facebook page. Already done. Well done. John Barron, our producer, almost on the, st- almost on the spot today. Bless you, Father. Bless you, Father. Who's a minister now? Are you, is it official? Are you a minister? Oh, goodness. This is funny. We I'm are, not using you, you know. We are going to do a wedding on Kiss My Ash Radio. Well, I'm going to do a promotion. Like we'll, we'll pitch in for somebody's honeymoon. Yeah, let's do it. If they will allow them to get married during a show. Can, can I take a step back and go, because yeah. I was not Why? privy to Why are you what brought this on? Um, I was surfing the internet one day, mm-hmm. and I came across an ad to become a minister, and I said, you know what, I've, I've always felt myself to have a bit of a calling in life. Minister qualities? Minister yeah, qualities, right. you know. He's got minister qualities. And, um, well, it turned your name, and I did that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I sent in for my clergy badge, my press pass. Do you get like a little like... Yeah. Cup Scout badge, you saw on your shirt. It was 
Yeah. Oh, my, our friend uh, just did it because he's actually marrying us. And so he, but his father is a minister and is married like over. Oh. So it's in his blood. So he, but he's just Father's like that blood. type of person. No, but I'm just blood. saying, I, before I even knew his dad was a minister, I said, I want you to marry us because I love him so much. Mm. He's one of Duncan's best friends. So I don't know. Some people got it. Some people don't. I really don't. You kind of get nervous sometimes when you talk. Me nervous? Don't I get talk? No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But no, we're going to do that. Uh, we got an awesome show today for you guys. We got we have Gordon Mott, senior contributing editor for Cigar Aficionado, going to be on the show today. Very interesting. Got a lot of cool questions from Mr. Mott. And we're going to talk to our good friend John Anderson, owner of Curtis, Curtis Drapers and founders of the Little Puff Big Event coming up next weekend or this yeah. weekend? Next weekend. No, next, next weekend. 26th. Yeah. 26th. Yeah. Tell us all That's about it. Is. So we're going to talk about his big event coming up, the Little Puff. And Sam DeFiglio, vice president and head of product development for Fire King International, is going to be in here today to tell you guys about an interesting new product. It is a fireproof humidor. Oh. Oh, yeah. He's bringing it in. It's pretty you know, cool. Everybody needs a fireproof humidor. Um, well, I mean, he'll tell us more about Fire King, but Fire sure. King is one of the biggest uh, manufacturers of, of fireproof stuff? safes and stuff. Huh. Which is so cool. Wow. I can't believe you. Wow. You are really knowledgeable about this. Yeah, I am yeah, blown away. Yeah, very nice. This is the most she's known about a guest ever. It is interesting. Because I put him on the, the outline real quick last night. Very good. And I, love, I looked him up. <laughs> very cool. And if you're out there listening and you know, and you follow us on social media, check out Periscope. It's a new app we're using here. You can actually watch a show live. So if you download Periscope app. Look up Kiss My Ash Radio. We're out yeah. there. Hello, everybody. Nope, not in the show. I can, I can, I, I, I'm, I'm, I have the Periscope thing I'm, up in I'm, front I'm, of me, <laughs> and um, I can see your comments. So everybody, you want to comment? Comment. I'll give you guys they shout can give out. You hearts. These are giving you hearts. Oh, see, there's hearts. a heart. There there's a heart are. for you. There's some more hearts. Look at there. The hearts are coming. All right. Uh, also on the show, we got a new segment. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this. We call it Clueless Quotes. Yeah. Okay. Um, we need a caller for this. So we'll, we'll prompt you. Somebody please call in. Uh, we're going to give you five cigars from Adam's Humidor, as always. Wait, what? Oh, that, that was not part of the deal. Just go into your stash <laughs> in the office. No. Five cigars. You have so many in there. You don't even but smoke it, them all. What do we got? Five quotes. If you get four out of the five right, mm-hmm. we'll win a five-pack of Adam's why Cigars. Always, why is it always it Seems me. fair on my But it's pretty cool. We picked five you famous. got better stuff in your humidor. We picked five famous Thanks, quotes baby. that Emily will read, but we're pretty much 99% sure she has no context of the movie mm-hmm. or the quote. So she's going to read you the quote. Just however she feels like it. So it should be interesting. <laughs> however I awesome. feel like it. However you feel like it. <laughs> um, also, yeah, we talked about Periscope. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We also got a promotion. Tag yourself at your local tobacco shop and hashtag Kiss My Ash. Uh, we got a nice little package of a 10-pack of cigars, Kiss My Ash radio uh, t-shirt and ashtray. Mm-hmm. So that promo's going on to the end of the month, I believe. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get that going. We've already had about uh, 15 entries. Oh, nice. Sir. People tagging themselves. Nice. I've got a few in Texas, a couple out in Louisiana. Go to your favorite cigar shop and uh, hashtag Kiss My Ash Radio. Now, also, we do a poll question every week on our website, Kiss yeah. My Ash Radio. Uh, we had a poll last week. Which of the following countries' tobaccos do you find yourself gravitating towards the most? And the results were uh, pretty interesting, actually. Um, your choices were Nicaragua, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Honduras, Mexico, and the USA. Have you seen these poll results yet? No. Okay, I have not. so just out of the random polls, mm-hmm. you know, our, our listenership, which country do you think ranked the highest? I'm going to go Nicaragua. Yeah, 48%. Wow. Almost half the voters chose Nicaragua. Uh, probably followed by the Dominican. You know, Cuba's in this poll. Yeah. Okay, and you're right, followed by the Dominican. Yeah, I mean, 
people are going to be honest and say, you know, they're really just, they're not, they'll try and get Cubans, but they're not going to seek it out primarily. It's pretty interesting. Cuba came pretty much after Honduras, then was Honduras, wow. then, then was Cuba. See, now that's one I probably would have thought might get a little in there. But the poll didn't say what do you enjoy the most. It says which you're gravitating towards the most. So this poll right. is saying that people are actually... Gravitating. That's the key word. Yeah, there. they're gravitating towards non-Cuban brands. Gravitating. Cuba came in. Nicaragua was at 48%. Dominican was at 26 Honduras was 10 Cuba came in 8 only 3 points uh-huh. above Mexico. And then the USA, which really doesn't make that much premium... Product, little, some little wrapper, uh, it, tobacco leaf. A lot, more, a lot more in the recent history. Yeah, lately a lot of Pennsylvania has been Pennsylvania, used. Pennsylvania, uh, fire cured stuff. But Kentucky broadly. Yeah, uh, very interesting. Now we have a new poll question. So if you want to check it out, visit our Facebook page at Kiss My Ash Radio. The new poll question is, would you be more inclined for voting for a presidential candidate if he or she smoked cigars? Ooh. So... That's our poll question for the week. Uh, we'll be up all week. Uh, go on there, voice your opinion, let us know what you think. And speaking of all the social media going on, you know, I, I know Emily like, likes to make fun of me about this, but I, you know, I've started Facebook like six months ago. Yeah. Yeah, you're a troll on Facebook, by the way. Just for you. I know. Just for you. He does start like you provide such hide from me. John, John provides such <laughs> interesting fodder, and you know it's what? True. I find it just another great way for me to get my abusiveness out there. It's another outlet for me. It's actually it's great. Oh, boy. I could, this you know you can put things I up could, and say hide from certain people so yeah. that oh, yeah. Abe can't see but it. But he enjoys I it. I do. It's fun. I, I, I get another avenue of busting his balls, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not even around him now. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So glad I'm not on it. But um, <laughs> you'd have no friends, so it doesn't make a difference. But either way, um, I, 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 I use it really primarily just for a comment here and there. But I, I really use it mostly as a vehicle to, uh, personally, to share my family with my many relatives in Chicago and mm-hmm. overseas. and yeah. I used to send, like, I have a, a email list, friends and family. Right. So I used to send it to them via email, but it's a pain to upload photos, yeah. and email them, and then shrink them down. Facebook, so you can go. And everyone can see them. Yeah, so that's, that's yep. my new vehicle. So I got my first Facebook, a flame war. Uh-oh. I guess it was a flame war. It's a flame war? It wasn't a flame war, but it was, it was it, I mean, it was, yeah, it was going back and forth with a bunch of people, and it even got to the point where, People were replying on comments, so I was replying to the reply and then reply on the post, and I couldn't even go back to find where my this post was on the thread because it was buried in a reply of a comment. You know, mm-hmm. it was like a big chained tree of comments. But was it on like a news article type? No, thing? some guy made a comment about you know. And it's, I find this frustrating. But some guy made a comment about something on your post or on a friend's post. Or it, it was in my news feed. It was in your news. Yeah, feed, I so mean, I could have ignored it, but it was about minimum wage. Oh, you know, boy. yeah, well. Oh. <clears throat> He went on this big tirade that people can't live on minimum wage today. And, you know, the country's got to change minimum wage. And, you know, I think there's some politicians out there saying it's got to go to $15 an hour. And this, all, all this yes, insanity. Uh, California already did it, right? But my, my mm-hmm. argument and what drove me nuts is, I mean, obviously here's a guy who is he's, he's either, I really shouldn't say, but maybe making minimum wage or whatever. Right. The problem's not the wage. It's minimum wage. It's not supposed to be, oh, you get a luxurious life making minimum wage. Right. And you don't have to Making minimum, minimum wage minimum should wage. be an incentive to better yourself, become still liberal, so you don't make minimum wage. The problem is not the minimum wage. The problem is why, because he's saying no one could live on a family, you know, raising a family working minimum wage. Well, you shouldn't be making minimum wage. Right. Or you shouldn't be making it having a family. You be exactly. Yeah, don't the, get the a problem is why, why are there adults in this country who are having families who are still unskilled and have to go get jobs right. for minimum wage? I said... So what? So 
the guy bagging your groceries at, at Publix thinks he makes 15 bucks an hour. Is that what you're telling me? Um, the barber shop, the local barber shop, who has a kid coming after school, sleeping on the floor, you know, or whatever, those need 15 bucks an hour. And he's like, I don't know where you me too. Every yeah. summer since I was 15, yeah. and part-time even during the school year as soon as I got a car in high school. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. So, yeah. So I don't know what world he was living in. And, you know, the bottom line is it's just another way we keep finding to lower the bar. Let's just keep lowering the bar so people don't have to work harder. You know? It's true. I don't care if you make minimum wage $20 an hour. Yeah. All that's going to happen is the cost of goods and services is going to go up, and you're going to have a $20 an hour poverty person. And people aren't going to work any harder. They're not going to work any harder, and you're going to reward the people who just want to get by. Right. Now, there are people who out there who try to run their business. Um, there, was a, there was a little ice cream shop next to my um, first cigar store. Right. And I swear all he did want, want to hire 16-year-old kids and pay a minimum wage. Yeah. But their business suffered for it. Right. In my opinion, they, have the, they, make, they make all their ice cream homemade. Yeah. The best ice cream in the universe. Still one little small location. Right. Not five or six. Where They don't want, you know, that's what they want. They want somebody to just slap ice cream on a cone, no service, no management, no skills. The businesses will suffer for it. Right. The guys who want to excel and do good business and provide more to the community, more jobs, are going to pay to keep good people around. Yeah. So it ended up being a, a, a back and forth and it finally died down. But I was like up till three in the morning going back and forth oh, with man. this guy. And other guys chiming in. It was like my first like little... <laughs> I regretted getting into it because yeah. I couldn't get out. No, you can't. Once I started. And you know how Abe gets once he gets on oh, a topic and a tirade. It's oh. not, there's no going. Well, one of his arguments that, that really kind of snapped me, which I kind of quoted Newsroom. I don't Ooh. know if he caught it or not. Uh-oh. I actually looked at the video so I could quote it verbatim. <laughs> but he kept saying, this is one of the greatest nations in the world. No one should have to uh, work 40 hours a week and then you know, be in poverty. And one of my favorite scenes in, in that whole series is the opening thing where he goes on a tirade and I don't know why you think this is the greatest nation in the world. Yeah. And we're like, That's you know, Newsroom? I yeah. watched that 20, the other day. 27th in education, yeah. you know, the, the, all the, uh, the 17th in math. Uh, the only thing that we lead the world in is inc- incarcerated people and defense spending, you know? Yep. And it was a whole list of infant mortality, mortality rate, infancy deaths. We're not leading the world in much. No. So uh, it was it was interesting. It was my first little rant and rave. So. Rant. Got that out of my system. Wow. All right. We got a good show for you today. Up after the break, we're going to go from cigar news. And Emily's going to have a segment called Worst Pickup Lines. Should be interesting right after this. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAssRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. Hey, cigar enthusiasts. Did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. 
Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. This is a La Aurora-issued public service announcement. The iconic lion has gone rogue. Breaking out of the original Dominican Cigar Factory is Untamed by La Aurora. Undoubtedly, one of their strongest cigars proves that not only can their factory provide flavorful sticks, but powerful as well. Taking a fantastic Dominican Nicaraguan blend and wrapping it with an oily Connecticut broadleaf wrapper creates a wild ride of flavor from start to finish. Be aware, this animal is extremely aggressive and should be approached with caution. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our Decade Cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade. Try it. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Back, folks. Honest Abe here with my gang Adam Key, the Blue Meister, and the lovely Lee M. You just missed it. I know my little shit. It's it a little bit delayed. Yeah. By the morning, good morning to all our uh, local Periscope, uh, local worldwide Periscope viewers out there. We can see your little things come up. Shake it, Lady M. Nice, Sam. Shake it. Thank you. There I'll you shake go. it more later. Uh, it's a little bit delayed, folks. So we're commenting to your. Uh, comments there on Periscope were a little bit behind, but we will see it. Um, now it's time to find out, out there in the Scar World, what's in the box this week. We got a box. We got a box. What? We got a box. Take a look inside. I'm going to open it. Don't look at it. Oh, what's in the box? Let's ask Honest Abe. Cigar News. Cigar News. For the week of, it's the 19th of September, 2015. After teasing its release the last week, Camacho and Davidoff of Geneva has revealed the details on the fourth installment of its Mike Ditka line of cigars, a single limited edition called Game Time. It'll be arriving in stores around October the 9th and will be a six and a half fifty-four Toro Gordo called Gigante. Uses a Nicaraguan wrapper, Brazilian Matafina binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Honduras. The Davidoff describes it as a 4 out of 5 in terms of strength, medium to full, 
And the Ditka game time is being limited to 2,500 boxes of 20 cigars. For a total run of 50,000 sticks, will sell for $11 or $220 per box. I just got to go on a little side tangent here because Emily made a comment of how awesome the cigar I'm smoking smelled. She actually caught herself with it. I know. Periscope. I did. But I have to thank uh, Eloy from Southern Classic Cigars. Uh, he bought me this gift last night. And uh, this gl- it was actually flown. It was actually flown back with him. He went to Cuba with Pepito, mm-hmm. the guy who makes his Southern Classic Cigars. Yes. And uh, they met with uh, Frank Robaina, uh, the nephew of legendary Alejandro Robaina, mm-hmm. Robaina Cigars. Yep. And uh, Frank makes cigars. There's a little place there. So this was actually tobacco from Frank Robaina that was bunched and, and uh, binded. And then Pepito put the wrapper on. And they bought it back for me, gift-wrapped in an actual strip of a Cuban newspaper. It's pretty cool. So uh, he gave me this last night. I told him I'd light it up, and I'm really, really enjoying this. Uh, unique, really unique tasting cigar. So even Emily noticed the aroma. I know. I was so, a big whiff of that. Very cool. So thank you, Eloy. I'm going to enjoy this cigar. Uh, back to see what's in the box. Espinosa. Fans of the Espinosa cigars awaiting the company's newest release will have to wait no longer. As the Espinosa Especial, it's on its way to retailers. The cigar uses a Mexican Capa Negra wrapper, while the binders and fillers come from the four main cigar-growing regions of Nicaragua. It is being released in three sizes, retailing from 8 to $9, and packed in 10-count boxes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cigar was announced in early April and expected to be in store shelves later that month, though the company decided to delay the line's release to give the cigars additional time to rest and age. During the trade show this year in New Orleans, it was said it would begin shipping in about three weeks, which would have had it on the shelves in mid-August. Another decision to hold off on shipping was made again, uh, but they are ready to come out very soon. They feel that it is at the optimum levels currently. The cigars are made at the Espinosa's La Zona factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. And you will probably see them on store shelves next week. Next week. There you go. Next week. I have it on good authority. I got a guy. God of Fire Anniversario was scheduled for a 2013 release, but when the cigar was pushed back to do a 2014 release, it was then clarified as a 10th anniversary of the God of Fire brand. It's always been a three-size release, now finalized as God of, Vers- God of Fire Anniversario 54 and 200 ni- at $290 a box, God of Fire Anniversario 56, for those of you who are wondering, that's just the ring size, at $260, and a God of Fire Anniversario 60, for 240 As with the rest of the God of Fire brand, it is made at the Tabacalera e Fuente Isia with an Ecuadorian wrapper and Dominican binder and filler. It's the latest in the Prometheus long relationship with the Fuente family. Each of the three sizes are available in a 10-count box, as well as a five-cigar sampler. We actually had a pretty good uh, phone call with the Prometheus guy, right? He was one of our oh, dummy dialers. Best dummy dialers ever. <laughs> yes. Because uh, God of Fire was being sold oh. out in the, the swamps. It was of literally, <laughs> it was, the problem is it's one of the longest dummy dialers ever. It was like over he like is too four, four, four phone calls. I think it was like 20-some minutes and even edited it down. We can only get it down to about 16 or 18, but long one. Finally, in the news this week, Operation Choke Point. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is our uh, free country here operating again once at its finest. The government program, Operation Choke Point, seeks to keep select types of businesses out of the banking system. It is once again targeting the cigar industry, and for the first time now, has gone after cigar manufacturers. 
A Florida-based manufacturer who has requested to remain anonymous received a letter dated in July from PNC Bank informing them that he had 30 days to close his accounts, including destroying credit cards and ending any automatic payments and withdrawal funds. According to Kevin Kip Taley, the Senior Director of Federal Legislative Affairs for the IPCPR, added that the company had been with PNC since 2012 and was time bank provided a 30-day window. Um, the manufacturer has since found a new bank and is known that two additional retailers have come forward believing they've been targeted by Operation Chokepoint. I was targeted by Operation yes, Chokepoint. Yes, you were. I have been with PNC for 18 years, mm-hmm. probably with six different bank accounts in it. And two or three months ago, we got a letter, no explanation, nothing, says we had 30 days to close our accounts and my two personal accounts. Wow. I had to close them all in 30 days. So, just it's funny because we go to the bank then. I walk into the bank. I'm closing all my accounts today. And why the, are you closing your accounts? Yeah, the yeah. bank president. Well, Abe, why are you closing all your accounts? You're asking me. You tell me. You send me a letter. The bank president had no idea. This is all federal BS that doesn't even, it's just coming from some corporate headquarters somewhere telling them cigar industry now is a non preferred vendor. Now you they know have they have a list. We I mean they won't deal they won't deal with certain types of businesses for risk reasons. Currency exchange is a big one. Yeah. Because they deal with a lot of second party, third party check cashing and there's yeah. a lot of fraud. I'm a legitimate business. Right. Eighteen years I've been banking with you, two yeah. personal accounts. Not even an explanation. Thirty days close your account. And I'm surprised that your personal account is linked to that because what is that Well because my personal account is managed by, by the same people that manage my so the right. accounts are tied in so you know, so crazy. Yeah. And it, it, Fine. It, it, it I wouldn't want to put my money in a bank that doesn't want it. Anyway. No, I was happy to leave. And just, you know, uh, that's why PNC sucks. And now we deal with BB&T, who have treated us phenomenally since we've been there. Thank you, BB&T. little plug for the BB&T people. If you're not there, go there now. Yes. Actually, very, very nice people. Wonderful people. Um, all right. Well, that's it for what's in the box. Up ahead, Gordon Mott. Uh, very excited to have Gordon Mott on the show. Senior contributing editor for Cigar Aficionado. There should be some great information coming up in the following segment. Don't go anywhere. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again, so does growing the perfect beard. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year, 
With numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in sun-grown or Maduro. From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin Number 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvest of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential. The Aging Room Bin Number 1. For the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience, with balance, complexity, and character. Aging Room Cigars. Blending is in our DNA. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back, folks. Here's Honest Abe, and you're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. What's up? We are broadcasting live in front of a live audience in the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar right here in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. Lady M bought a funny story up during the break. It is pretty funny. We're changing our phone service, having a meeting with the new representative and trying to figure out the whole tree of where the lines are going and mm-hmm. everything. And uh, we start getting into the fax lines. And I, I start saying, you know, well, what about the facsimile? You know, the, the facsimile, that'll be the facsimile line. And all this. She says, well, I can't remember how it went, but basically the gist of it was, well, what's a facsimile? We don't need facsimiles. We need fax lines. No, it's a, it was something it was, like it's that. Something, it went more along the lines of, <laughs> oh well, if we have we don't need a fax line if we're going or like well, I didn't realize fax was short for facsimile, <laughs> and I thought facsimile was a digital fax. I'm like, oh, we don't need a fax line. We'll just use the facsimile thing, right? And they were like, oh yeah. That was yeah, great, yeah, actually. Yeah. She yeah. took it in stride, though. I did. I Got did. a little red in the face. But... I did because it was embarrassing in front of two corporate people. And I was just like, all right, back up. Pretend <laughs> I didn't say that. I'll do a little dance. <laughs> Forget that happened. <laughs> all right, folks. Every week I like to invite a very special guest to be what I consider my favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it. And stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Our next guest is senior contributing editor of Cigar Aficionado and the magazine's former executive editor. He smoked his first cigar in Latin America where he spent eight years with Associated Press. Night Ridder, freelancer. He then moved to Paris where he completed two unpublished novels and freelanced for several publications. Um, he was with Newsweek before joining M. Schenken Communications, where he worked with Marvin Schenken on the development of Cigar Aficionado and Cigar Insider. He's a cum laude graduate of Harvard. Welcome, Gordon Mott to Kiss My Ash Radio. Gordon, welcome. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning. How are you doing today? 
Oh, I'm doing great. I'm sitting here watching the hummingbirds buzz around the tree in my backyard and uh, looking out at a bright blue sky, so I'm doing great. Can't ask for better than that. Are you, are you happen to be partaking in smoking a fine cigar this morning? Not yet. It's a little early Not down yet. here still. I'm just finishing my first cup of coffee, so. <laughs> I have to ask, uh, Gordon, um, a little birdie, a little hummingbird told me, yeah. are you in Mexico? I am in Mexico. I'm in a city called Querétaro, which is about two hours north of Mexico City. Oh, fantastic. That must be beautiful down there. Are you visiting or do you reside in Mexico? I'm sorry? Are you are you visiting Mexico or is it residence currently? No, I, uh, I've moved down here permanently. I uh, am semi-retired oh, wow. uh, from Cigar Aficionado. I'm still working for Marvin. Uh, have a contract with him to do... Uh, well, stories and travel to Cuba, you know, all the all the tough assignments are on my plate right now. <laughs> wow. So tell us, I mean, you obviously, I'm, I'm going to assume that, you, you know, you studied journalism at Harvard, and it seems like it, it was in your blood, was geared towards journalism as a child? Was it something you, you know, English classes, you, did you write early on, or is it something that developed later in life mostly? Uh, I wish I could say it was a childhood passion. Uh, it, it was uh, basically a realization my junior year in college that I didn't know what the hell I was going to do when I graduated, and I better find something that I liked doing. And uh, so actually I started working for the college newspaper and just fell in love with uh, everything about journalism and uh, you know, uh, went from there. Was there uh, someone that influenced you or influenced your decision? Yeah, there was an old investigative reporter at WBZ-TV in Boston, a guy named Steve Wallace, uh, who somehow had managed that station to fund his investigative reporting. I worked for him for uh, about a year as his uh, gopher and assistant and uh, actually had me out digging through voter registration files in uh, the uh, Irish section of Boston looking for voter fraud. And he's the one who said to me, you know, uh, you're never going to get a job in TV right out of college, so you should go work for the Associated Press. And I ended up applying to the Associated Press. Uh, the summer that I was there, I was a summer replacement, was the official title of the job. Uh, two people retired in the department I was working in, and they offered me a job. Right place, right time. Now, as you know, someone who worked for the Associated Press, what are your feelings on the current state of the dying of newspapers and journalism and just... Like, as you said, Steve was, you know, an investigative journalist. I mean, that's something that pretty much doesn't exist anymore for investigative journalism. I mean, what, what do you think of the current state of journalism in general? Great question. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm very disillusioned and saddened by it. Uh, but I, in my rosier moments, I like to think that we're just in a transition period between an old way of delivering information and a new form that it is going to take. I don't think uh, anyone out there would deny that they, that we all want good, reliable information. I think it's more important today than it's ever been. And it's just in this this strange period where this beast that we have that we all depend on now called the Internet has undermined a lot of the business models in uh, the old newspaper world. Uh, frankly, I, I would 
blame the old newspaper world for not recognizing uh, the change that was happening or not being able to figure out how best to deal with it. But I think we're uh, we're at a point where you're going to see the uh, I don't know the start of some new kinds of media. Uh, institutions that deliver the information that we all want. And not to run on about this, but I just read a uh, story uh, by the Associated Press, uh, which is, uh, you know, maybe the last bastion of real journalism out there, uh, where they spent the last year investigating a fishing industry, and their report ended up in the release of 2,000 people who were essentially slaves working for these global fishing companies. Now, that's reporting, and that's the kind of thing that gives me hope that we uh, haven't lost uh, that kind of uh, foundation in journalism. Absolutely, because that's definitely something, you know, we need to have. I mean, because this, I mean, even this nation alone was built on investigative journalism and people finding out and delivering the truth and giving it to the people. And that's how things go. But, uh, I mean, I'm also really glad you mentioned that the newspaper industry failed to see the change and didn't move on as quickly as it should have. Yeah, and they, uh, they at the time they were uniquely positioned to do something about it. Instead, I think, uh, you know, a lot of publishers and a lot of corporate owners of newspapers looked at the decline in their revenue, a lot of it from classified advertising. It used to be... Uh, you know, a spigot that just poured revenue into newspapers, and when that disappeared and went to the Internet, everybody panicked. Uh, too Gordon, bad. You know, how, there were opportunities there. Gordon, how did you uh, meet and eventually start writing for Marvin Schenken? Uh Well, when I came back to the United States after 10 years abroad, and I was you know, floating between a couple of jobs, Newsweek, and a few things after that, uh, I ran a small... Uh, publishing company and had a couple of uh, small publications uh, where during the course of my time there I met a couple of headhunters in New York City uh, and in the publishing business and one of them took me out to a Christmas lunch and I gave them my little uh, CV about what I'd been doing for the last four or five years which included the, the part of living in Paris and France and getting totally hooked on food and wine and this woman said to me boy do I have a job for you and a week later, I was sitting in front of Marvin. And, you know, as, as journalists do when they go in for job interviews, you have a stack of stories that you've written over your, your career. And on top of the stack that he had in front of me, or in front of him, was a story I'd written for the New York Times in 1986 from Paris called The Three C's of French Cuisine, uh, Coffee, Cognac, and Cigars. And he looked at me and he said, nobody writes about cigars. Um, I remember this article really well. And as a result, uh, he hired me to run one of his trade publications in the wine business. Uh, I got paid 125 bucks for that article, by the way. Changed my life. Wow. 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 All it takes is one article and one person to find it. Wow. If you're just joining us, we're speaking yeah. with Gordon Mott, senior contributing editor of Cigar Aficionado. We're going to have more with Gordon right after this. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. 
Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? Your funeral? That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. Here, try this Rick Loose cigar. You're gonna need all the help you could get. Hey, don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Rick Loose. Wow, that's good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. Hey, I think you should stick with that Rick Loose cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game, and I know a little something about games. Boom. Hey, sucker, go buy yourself a Rick Loose cigar and do it today. Voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide. Located on Okeechobee Military Trail for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearman Rhino, the premier upscale gentleman's club. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut Sun-Grown or Maduro, each Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage pairs extremely well with the finest Scotch whiskeys, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. The story that made the cigar. The cigar that made history. 80 years ago, Monte Cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars. Now, that legacy is honored by the very special, extremely limited edition Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pelotico Tobacco. Grown from seeds hand-carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other. Rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. The Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Features a rich, fuller-bodied, and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box. These exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor the legacy with the Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinoza cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinosa Cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. The Oliva Family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. I know what this is from. What? Terriers. Hey. 
All right, hopefully we got this sorted out. Honest Abe here, uh, with my gang Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely uh, Lady M. Uh, we're in the middle of our Meet Your Maker segment when we experienced a little technical difficulty. Uh, hopefully we have uh, Gordon still on. Gordon, are you still there? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, oh fantastic. Good, good deal. Gordon Mott, senior editor, contributing editor of Cigar Aficionado. Gordon, we're trying to ask him for the break. When, when you sat there and you envisioned, you know, because a lot of people attributed the boom of 97, 96, 97, 98 uh, to Cigar Aficionado and it putting cigars in the mainstream out there and changing the image and vision of, you know, how people were perceived to smoke cigars. And when you sat there and conceived uh, and worked on making this publication that was going to be cigar themed, did you ever envision that it would take off like it did and affect the cigar industry in the ways that it did? Not for a second. Uh, I, I think, uh-huh. you know, Marvin, uh, I've heard him say this many, many times. Uh, as we were, And the first time I heard it was when we were you know, really in the planning stages. And so I'll paraphrase it. It goes something like this. If I can find 25,000 crazy people like myself to buy this magazine, I'll be happy. Huh. Well, by the time the first issue came out, we already had 100,000 names on the list. Uh, and that was kind of our first clue that we had tapped into something that and no one had any idea existed. Um, cigar smokers, really throughout the history of uh, tobacco in the United States, cigar smokers had always kind of been the, you know, the crazy ant in the back of the room. No one ever really wanted to t- talk to a cigar smoker. Uh, even in smoking... Uh, sections in a lot of restaurants back in those days, you couldn't smoke pipes or cigars. So cigar smokers had been uh, living in kind of the shadow, uh, and when we came up with this idea for the magazine, which wasn't just about cigars, it was about the lifestyle around cigars, uh, we realized very quickly that we had tapped into a, a you know, an area of uh, people's lives that uh, they wanted to talk about, they wanted to feel okay about, they wanted to be able to stand up and say, I'm a cigar smoker. Uh, so, it, well, initially we had no idea the realization that there was something there came very, very early. Just curious, off the top of my head, at the time of your release of Cigar Aficionado, if, if you remember, do you know roughly what the circulation was of Wine Spectator? I don't. Uh, it, it was. Did, did it was? Did cigar probably doubled to two and a half times the size of cigar aficionado, where it had been for a long time and uh, remained. Uh, I mean, for a period of about two or three years, uh, the circulation of uh, cigar aficionado actually exceeded wine spectator, uh, and wow. now spectator has gotten a lot bigger. Uh, you know, the wine culture in the United States has exploded over the last. 10, 15 years, and uh, the, the magazine has uh, reflected that. So Wine Spectator has reflected that. Now, you, you, you know, you've been privy to many interesting people, many interesting places and stories. Mm-hmm. What was one of the, the best pieces or most interesting pieces that you had the liberty of working on? Uh, <laughs> I, I know my wife's not listening to this, so I can answer the question. Uh, uh, I did the cover story on Sharon Stone uh, for the magazine. Oh, wow. uh, that was that was a lot of fun. 
That probably is not quite the answer you expected, uh, but it's uh, it's one of the memorable things that uh, I got to do while I was uh, at the magazine. Uh, I could see how that could be memorable. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> question: When you, you know, it, it, for a long time, uh, there had always been. And it was really funny because I, I remember the evolution of the magazine and the cover. You know, in the beginning, cigar was big and aficionado was small. Then it changed where the word cigar became small. And aficionado became pretty much the the main word on the cover. And then in the beginning, there was always, um, for a long time, you had celebrities or famous people with cigars. And then there was no pictures of cigars. And I was just wondering, was there any strategic planning going on, or was that just coincidental <clears throat> at the time? Well, it, it's, a, it's a long, complicated answer, but I'll see if I can distill it down a little bit. It clearly was a business decision. Uh, the business decision was made in the, the middle of 1998, when, if you remember, the cigar boom basically collapsed. Uh, we went from uh, believing that there were somewhere between 450 to 500 million cigars imported into the country in 97 to by the end of 98 into early 99 the projections were you know 225 to 250 million uh, so there <clears throat> during that period we also lost well I won't give you the dollar amount but we lost between 50 and 60 pages of advertising per issue from companies that had been started during the boom and disappeared uh, yeah. just we woke up one day and they were gone so we were looking at uh, late, you know, 97, uh, throughout 97, we had a number of issues that were between four and 500 pages, and suddenly we were looking at, at issues that were in the 250-page range. So it was like, okay, uh, you know, if this continues, uh, we could be in real trouble here, so let's think about how we can maybe broaden the appeal of the magazine to a broader base of advertisers. Uh, and that's when the decision was made to um, reduce the size of cigar and increase the size of aficionado, emphasizing the, the lifestyle that went with cigars. But I have to, you know, continue with that. And of course, when we did that, uh, I can't tell you the number of emails, the number of letters uh, that we got sure. uh, accusing us of abandoning cigar smokers and of. Uh, stopping our commitment to the cigar business. Well, I went back and did an analysis of the two issues before the change and the two issues after the change. And the change, by the way, included moving all the cigar, perhaps 100% cigar-related thematic content to the back of the magazine in kind of a separate section. And I went and analyzed the two issues before the change and the two issues after the change, and the percentage of cigar-related content actually went up after we made the change in the uh, logo in the magazine. So uh, perception is everything. I know that. But uh, yeah. I think that it, sure. uh, over the years we've shown that we still have a commitment to the cigar industry and continue to believe that it, it is a important and welcome part of any any person out there who appreciates the good life. Have you ever had a celebrity that was on the cover with a cigar who didn't smoke cigars? I was just going to ask that question. <laughs> I was. Uh, have we ever had a celebrity who didn't smoke cigars, or have we ever had a celebrity who did smoke cigars but refused to be photographed with a cigar? Well, actually, those are both questions. 
I, actually, there, there are two different questions that now I'd like the answer to if you have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Both. The, I get a lot of, uh, uh, what I want to call it, a lot of feedback from publicists, or used to when I was uh, booking the covers all the time. <laughs> and the guy would say, well, he doesn't smoke cigars. And I went, well, I can tell you that we have had every combination of people on the cover in terms of their smoking habits or their non-smoking habits. Uh, we've had cigar smokers who loved having the picture taken with cigar. We've had cigar smokers who said, I can't be on the cover with cigar, but I'd love to be in the magazine. I've had non-smokers who've said, God, I'd love to be photographed with a cigar. So we've had every combination. Uh, right. The question, I, 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 I think, up. that earlier was asking about, uh, again, some of these uh, changes in the cover and people on the cover who don't smoke cigars. This comes back to the lifestyle issue. Uh, we have always believed at the magazine that what we want to do is present the most interesting people that we can find and put them on the cover. We, we ran out of big-name cigar smokers quite a while ago. I mean, you can sure. recycle them, sure. and uh, you know, we're, we're starting to do that. Uh, but we feel like the, the person on that cover is someone that any cigar smoker who's interested in what's going on in the world, and particularly in the world of entertainment, uh, that that's someone they should read about. Uh, now, I, I don't think we've ever had anybody on the cover who was completely anti-tobacco. There's kind of a self-selection thing that goes on there that they, they don't even return the calls. Uh, right. So yeah, true, it's right. not that true, we're putting yeah. people out there who are antagonistic towards cigars, uh, but uh, it's all about the lifestyle. The reason I ask is because uh, you know Robert De Niro was on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, and it was asked outright yep. to smoke cigars. Now, now one of my employees actually worked in a cigar shop in New York who sold cigars to De Niro. <laughs> knows that he, sm- I mean, he used to smoke or whatever. But he used to smoke he a lot. He <laughs> yeah, he, he, he said he did not smoke cigars on, on, the, on the show, so I was a little surprised by that comment. You know, Abe's available yeah, I think, um, again, at any time. You know, he's got young kids again. Uh, there are several uh, celebrities who I won't mention who uh, over the years have said, gee, I, I would love to be on the cover, but I have a 12-year-old son, and I just don't feel comfortable doing it right now. Uh, and you have to respect that. I mean, it's it. Sure. You, know, you hope that people find a way to educate their their kids or educate the people around them about what a cigar really means. But you know, I understand when you have young kids and you're trying to to convince them not to ever start smoking cigarettes that it's a little could appear to be hypocritical to appear on a magazine that has cigar on the cover. So no, uh, I've always respected those responses from people who who feel that way. Well, Gordon, before we let you go, I'd, I'd really like to get an insight from someone of your caliber on a, a pretty much hot topic today, because everybody in any cigar shop across America is talking about it on some level. Um, what's your take on what's going on with Cuba and the slow removal of the embargo, and, and how do you really feel that's going to affect the American cigar market, should that happen eventually? Well, I'll, I'll tell you that as a uh, correspondent based in this part of the world for a good portion of his career going starting in 1978, and by necessity, Cuba was always a part of your reporting universe because they were deeply involved in the affairs of Central America back in those days. 
uh, I never thought I would see what happened on December 17th when the president announced that he was going to begin to loosen uh, restrictions and establish diplomatic relations. I'd, I'd given up hope decades ago that I'd ever see that while I was alive. So right there, that was a very important step in the uh, the evolution of, of what is going to happen there. Yeah, over the years, you can imagine, uh, particularly given the Cuban heritage of a lot of uh, cigar makers in the business, that I've had a lot of uh, stimulating discussions with them about uh, what should be done with Cuba. Uh, but in the end, I think the bottom line, pretty much from all of them, uh, without regard to politics, but just talking about tobacco, that they have all said that when the day comes that they can use Cuban tobacco in their blends, good Cuban tobacco in their blends, they'll be excited to do it and they're looking forward to when that day happens. We're a long ways from that, uh, but I think that's kind of, to me, the most interesting aspect of what may happen if, when, if and when the embargo is lifted. In terms of Cuban cigars in the market, when we started the magazine in 1992, at the time, people were saying the only thing that will save this business is lifting the embargo so that there'll be a surge of interest in cigars in the United States and we'll be able to show that our cigars are just as good as Cuban cigars. I think that remains true today. I think that when Cuban cigars uh, magically appear on the shelves of tobacconists in the United States, there will be a surge in interest and the cigar makers outside of Cuba will more than hold their own with Cuban cigars. I believe so. My, my, my internal theory has always been this. I use the analogy of Coors Beer. You know, I always give it like a three-year arc. I think it's going to happen. Yep. I think, you know, you know, Coors Beer, when I was growing up, everybody thought it was like unreal because they only sold it west of the Rockies and people in the Midwest would yep. come back with station wagons filled with Coors yep. Beer. And, you know, yep. now you, you, know, it's, you, you can't give it away. So, you know, I yeah. think I think there'll be that three years. I mean, you can, but I, I, yeah, I wouldn't mean, even I mean, give it. I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing against the Cuban cigars. Yeah. I just think that in the past There's a decade, big hype about it, yeah, yeah, and almost ha- over half century, you know, the, the products being made in other parts of the world is, is just, you know, it's phenomenal. Right. So, you know, there'll well, be that. I listen, that I've had a lot of fun here in Mexico because. Uh, Mexico is a Cuban cigar market. They, they, the local brands are distributed somewhat, but really most of them go to export, and the market has been protected enough so that a, most Cuban or most Dominican and Nicaraguan brands don't make it inside the country. So my cigar-smoking friends here, uh, and I have have actually found quite a few, uh, I've had the, the real uh, pleasure of introducing them to some of the greatest Dominican and Nicaraguan brands. And, and frankly, they're skeptical. They say, oh, did you bring any cigars? And I go, yeah, I have this, uh, you know, I have a Padron or I have a Fuente, Fuente, Opus X. And they look at it and they go, well, I've heard of these, so I guess I'll try it. And without exception, they all go, well, I had no idea how good these cigars can be. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's a small little anecdote about what I think is going to happen in the United States. Uh, but I think it will, in fact, overall uh, produce more interest for a short period of time uh, for uh, cigars in the market. And I think that's good for everybody. Uh, great. Well, listen, Gordon, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning, calling us from Mexico and being on Kiss My Ash Radio. It was a great uh, interview. Sorry about the technical difficulties, but thanks for coming on. We loved having you. Anytime. Thank you.
Thank care, you. Gordon. Take care. All right, interesting stuff. After the break, we're going to talk with John Anderson. Find out about his big event coming up in Washington, D.C. right after the break. WSWN Belgrade, Palm Beach, Jupiter. It's no secret. There's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight. Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings. For the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smokers' Rights page at thecigarstation.com. Romeo and Juliet. A story of two passions combining to create a love that lasted through the ages. Today, the renowned Grupo de Maestros join Fane Cigar Makers' aging room to craft a new story, The Romeo, by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room Cigar. Immaculately constructed by aging room artisans under the guidance of the famed Grupo de Maestros, this Dominican Puro exemplifies the best qualities of two storied brands. Elegant and aromatic, Romeo by Romeo y Julieta's Aging Room is a rich, savory, medium to full-bodied cigar. A true work of love. Available now at your local tobacconist, pick up a Romeo by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room today and experience the love that occurs when two passions combine. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old-world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente is Fuente. Duho, Quake, Cuave, and Cucuano. Premium cigars, 100% handcrafted Nicaraguan blend. Consistency, balance, aroma, and strength. Duho, Quake, Cuave, and Cucuano. The closest cigars to perfection. To find your nearest retailer, visit cucubanocigars.com. Christoph Cigars has taken the boutique cigar industry by storm. Made in the spirit of elite Cuban cigar, Christoph allows you to experience the rich flavor and tradition found in the finest Cuban blends. Christoph Cigars are made using only the highest quality Habano seed and double fermented premium tobaccos from around the world. With 14 premium hand blends to choose from, mild to full body, Christophe has a blend that is sure to satisfy the most discriminating cigar aficionado. Discover your Christophe today. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Back. You're 
You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Technical difficulty free today. Knock on wood. So far. I'm a here with my gang, Adam K., the brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. We Good morning. Casting live from the main cigar lounge at the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Shop here in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. And we're going to do a little flashback here to one of our famous dummy dialers really quick. We had a dummy dialer segment. What? What? Yeah, I know. We're going to play this first. Follow the outline. Yeah. I know we got John J. Brunhold, but this is only a very short dummy dialer. Is that all right with you, Mr. Producer? Thank you. Yeah, I got it. Don't worry. We're, we're on we're, top of things. We're good. We're doing things. Anyways, um, this is a little flashback. Uh, Lady M used to book all, before we had a producer, who sometimes does his job, we used to have Lady M actually book all the guests for our show. She occasionally follows the outline. So when she was randomly flipping through cigar fishing out of flying guests, there was a picture of Zeno Davidoff, who's been dead like for 20 years. She's like, why don't we... 15 years, actually. At the time of the call. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that years is now. true. That was like five years ago. So she's like, well, why don't we get this guy? I said, you know what, M, he is so hard to get. If you can get him, I'll give you $500. She goes, done! I said, I'll get him on. So she actually, this is actually a recording. She didn't know we were recording this, of her trying to get Zeno Davidoff booked for our radio show. Go ahead and play this. Morning, Davidoff of Geneva. Hi, may I please speak with uh, Zeno? 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 This is Lino. Oh. Zeno. Is Zeno available? No, Zeno, if you're looking for Zeno Davidoff, uh-huh. he is dead. He's been in the last 15 years. Okay. Okay. Next response. Okay. Oh. He's dead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> you know, I pulled the phone down and I look at him. I go, he's dead. <laughs> oh. We were on the floor. It doesn't get old. It does. It does. That, that, that call is so funny. I, I never get tired of it. We were up that. there not too long ago with them. Uh, I think it was like last year. Um, and we did an event from the Davidoff store there in New York. And we played it for them. And Lino was there. And I go, Lena, do you remember I called you? He goes, yeah. And I was like wondering, who is this girl calling? Oh, that, was, for Zeno. that was hilarious. The best part is there was a Lino. Yeah. I know, right? What <laughs> are the odds? for Lino. Yeah. So were you able to book him? No. Nice. I did not get $500. <laughs> that was funny. That was the, be- the safest bet I ever made. <laughs> yes. All right. On the air, on hold, John Anderson from Curtis Drapers of Washington, D.C. John, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio again, my friend. How you doing, Abe, ma'am? Uh, uh, hey. Good, pal. Good to have you on, buddy. It's that time of year. I'm sure you're going crazy. Yeah, it's uh, definitely all the preparations going for the little puff has got us busy. John, tell us a little bit and our listeners about the little puff, what it's about. So the little puff, this is our 16th year uh, doing the little wow. puff. And we started it because Marvin Schenken pulled out uh, the big smoke out of Washington, D.C., and we felt there was still a need for a cigar event that brought uh, many different types of people together. So we put together the Little Pop, and since day one, it has always been about uh, charity and raising money, and it started as a an event for Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, we raised a lot of money. We'd sponsor a different kid each year, and... Um, it was, it was a fantastic event, and then it changed. It morphed. We had September 11th occur, and uh, 
we started giving the money that year. Our event was scheduled for two days after September 11th, and it was unfortunately canceled. But we ended up donating the money that year to the American Red Cross and uh, the local chapter that was dealing with the Pentagon tragedy. And it's since morphed again. We've gone, uh, now we're all in education, and it's primarily for scholarship funds that are for military kids. Um, I'm sure all of you have seen, or most of you have seen the movie Lone Survivor. And uh, in that story... I can't bring myself to watch it. Uh, what was that? I can't bring myself to watch it, but keep going. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, it is a, <laughs> it is a heartbreaking movie, but um, yep. in that film, the uh, helicopter that was shot down, the Chinook helicopter that was shot down, uh, a soldier by the name of Eric Christensen was leading was leading those troops, and he was my business partner's best friend growing up and went to uh, rival Catholic school, private Catholic school here in the Washington, D.C. area. So we created a scholarship in his name at, uh, at that school. Uh, a couple years later, another Navy SEAL who actually went to my business partner's school, Matt Krim, went to uh, my business partner's school. The MAFA, we created a scholarship in his name, um, We've had a customer whose wife has passed, who was a brilliant scientist and went to University of Wisconsin, and we've created a scholarship in her name at the University of Wisconsin for women who want to uh, pursue a career in, in science. So what started as, you know, dealing with, with kids and Make-A-Wish Foundation has kind of morphed and has really become about yeah, education all, and still about kids. It's all good it's just stuff, older though. kids now yep. and those wanting to, uh, oh. to, no, to pursue their stuff, education. Yeah. Yeah, you're obviously working for all good stuff. There's nothing better than getting a bunch of cigar lovers together and doing good for the community. So excellent stuff there. Now, has your event sold out, or is there still tickets available? So uh, it's it sold out again this year. Um, wow, sold out every year. We're very we're very fortunate. We have uh, you know people that travel everywhere. I think this year we've got a, a contingent coming from Alaska who's come the last few years. Wow, nice. we have groups. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, the support has been amazing. Has been amazing, and we have uh, we always sponsor some different military, um, different military folks to come to the event. We'll have some couple different Navy SEALs, and it, it's just you know, it's, as you guys saw that one year that you were able to come, it's on one of the most beautiful rooftops in in Washington D.C. where you can see from the Washington Capitol all the way down to the White House and the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial. I knew I could. And uh, as, long, yeah. as long as the weather holds, it's spectacular. Yeah. That was the year Lady M actually learned what the White House looks like. I thought I, I, thought I was there on the balcony. I'm like, look, we're looking over the White House. She's like, look at the White House. It was a Capitol building. She's like, look at the White House. I was like seeing like Joe Myers or somebody, and they're yeah. like, no, Emily. <laughs> you, know, you know, John, there's a lot of these events around the country. That some for charity, some for not, but they, they grow every year, especially the ones that are run well. Do you envision the little puff ever being not so little, or you you feel that it'll always maintain that small smaller captive audience? Well, in one way, we're somewhat limited by the the rooftop where we hold it. We are maxed out on the rooftop, and that's something that's really special is that view and the the sense that you yeah. have of being in Washington D.C. and being that close to everything. Um, if the right location opened up, would we consider moving it and growing it? Absolutely. Uh, but until we find that right spot, it, it's really hard to move and to grow. Right. 
You know, I, I completely get it. Oh, yeah. And tell our listeners, I know we got some listeners in the D.C. area, whatever, a little bit about your shops. You have one of the most historic oldest shops in the country. So, yeah, um, I'm fortunate enough to own W. Curtis Draper Tobacconist in Washington, D.C. We've been in business this year 128 years, and uh, we have a we have a store right downtown. I mean, the front door literally looks at the White House, and uh, we also have a store in Bethesda, Maryland, and it's it's been an honor to carry on the legacy that was created by Mr. Draper, and we've always been employee-owned and operated and passed down... Uh, well, I say passed down, right? Purchased uh, employees of yeah. business to carry on the legacy. Oh, very cool. Well, listen, we wish you all the best with your event. And um, is there is there a website that people can check out if they're interested and want to check on it next year for the event? Absolutely. So the event is always the last Friday in September. So you can put that on your calendar um, for 2016, but you can either go to littlepasta.com or our website, drapertobacco.com, and it will always have uh, links to that and uh, updates as far as when tickets go on sale and and that sort of thing. We usually put tickets on sale first part of August, so it gives people a couple of months to get, you know, make their, make their plans and uh, arrangements, and we have hotels that we uh, partner Very with. Cool if you're coming in from out of town. And make sure you jump on the tickets early because every year it does sell out. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, well, best sir. of luck, John. I, we've been up there. It's a hell of a time. you got cigars, everybody in the industry, great food, libations. It's 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 a place to be, and uh, hopefully we really want to get up there and do another live remote from one of your stores and, and experience it once again, hopefully uh, not too far in the future. Thanks for coming on, John. Best of luck, my friend. Thanks for having me, and uh, love to host you guys up here again. You guys are a lot of fun. Thank you, John. Thanks, All the John. best. Great Take guy. Take care. Uh, that's fun. Thank you, you really got to get up there and do that again. Absolutely. we got to do that again. That was again. so much Still fun. Still haven't been to Washington. Yeah. We yeah, can. and you won't go. And you so won't I... go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. I need somebody else to carry me home. Should we do the Casher Cronkite? Casher uh, Cronkite? We, well, we forgot to do quick hits with John. I know. I just read it. Uh, I already got oh, well. off. But uh, you want to do Casher Cronkite? Cash or Cronkite? Any other questions? I do. We got a segment we call Cash or Cronkite. Okay. Emily's going to read a. Emily's uh, going to sing. I'm going oh, yeah, to. She's going to sing. Sing it in a are country. You, are you and I going to guess here? Yes. Uh, we'll guess. Okay. Emily's going to sing a line that we have to guess whether it's either Cash or Cronkite. Anthony. Meaning, is it a lyric from a country song, or is it a true news story? Oh, here you like go. Like a uh, yeah, like a fr- uh, yes. Exactly. So basically, this is either a news story or a, country, or a song. country song. So Johnny Cash or Walter Cronkite. Should be very interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. And we begin. Get background music, Colin. Get a little country background Give music, Give me a little Colin. country something. Get a little... Dueling banjos, something. Yeah. Colin. All right. Let's He's start. All right. Let's moon the deputy down by the riverbank. Let's moon the deputy. Um, Cronkite. I'm going to go Cronkite, too. Uh, is that Cronkite is the story? News. Yes, yes. 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 This is in Orlando. <laughs> yes. Orlando, Florida. It isn't pleasant, especially for... Ra- oh, no. That was the wrong one. Um, drunken man down by the riverbank decided to run from the cops, and then he mooned them as by soon the as he had a chance. Oh, fantastic. That's always a good idea. That's Adam drunk and Eve, you both got one. All right. All right. I might be a little drunk, but I'm not a lot of drunk. Uh, I'm going to go Cronkite. I'm going to go 
story, Cronkite. Uh, yeah, you both get it. Man gets really drunk at the DUI, and that's what he told the cops. <laughs> I might be drunk, but I'm not. I'm only a little drunk. All right. The Declaration of Independence. I think I could uh, start it, but I'm going to get lost. Oh, that's got to be a Cronkite. Yeah, that has to be Cronkite. Nope. Who would write those lyrics? Ronnie Atkins. Oh, my God. Wrong. Wow. I, I think it's the awful singing that's <laughs> throwing me off. It's really throwing me off. It's a horrendous no monotone. Aye, aye, aye. And no every, every song is the same melody. Aye. At no point do I imagine that it's a song. I'd like I to check you for ticks. <laughs> I'd like to check you for ticks. I apologize now to all the listeners of Just My Ass Radio for <laughs> um, having to put you through this excruciating... I'm just going to throw out song. It's a, yeah, it's a Brad Paisley song. It is. It uh, is a Brad Paisley song. I didn't even know. It's sad that you even know Yes, it. and it's called Ticks. Yeah. All right. You're supposed to love thy neighbor. Always not kidnap them. You're supposed to love thy neighbor. Uh-oh. Always Cronkite. not kidnap yeah, Cronkite. them. Oh, Cronkite. Yeah, you guys are Story. getting good at this. <laughs> oh, man, that was in Vero Beach. Man got really annoyed that his uh, neighbor was making a lot of noise in the um, laundry so room. Him? So he kidnapped That's her. That's funny. Right? We'll put up a boot up in your ass. It's the American way. Uh, that song gets it, Toby Keith. Yeah, do you listen to I country? Wait, the sad part is I really don't know. Do I'm country. guessing. Adam listens he to knows country. who's singing these songs. He may be my brother, but I'll throw a brick at him. <laughs> that's got to be, be Cronkite. Cronkite. That's a Cronkite. <laughs> Why is that what you got? I thought I had good ones. Come on, yeah, two brothers in Orange County, Florida, once again. Uh, he's got a Prius because he's into being green. He's got a Prius because he's into being green. Uh, I'm going to go Cronkite. I'm going to go Cash. Cash. It's a song. Uh, uh, he got it right. Yes. Bait Hook by Justin Moore. Who'd Adam. never heard of him? Who'd make a song about a Prius? All right. I don't know. You're talking about being green. I don't know. Sad. He doesn't smoke, but he always lights one up. Cash. I'm going to say Cronkite. It's, ca- it's uh, yeah, Neil McCoy, uh, ear goggles. Adam I takes lose. the win by I two. Lose. I'm glad you know your country music so well. Uh, How you can make it out from her singing, I have no idea. But well, either way. My singing is pretty bad. Colin, thanks for no back- background yeah, music. Colin I needed a asleep. beat. Not paying attention. Yeah, anyways, after the break, Sam DeFiglio, Vice President of Product Development of Fire Knight International. Fire. Who's Fire got- King. King. Knight King, you know. After you're a knight, you eventually hopefully become a king. <laughs> um, international, uh, he's got he's got the world's first fireproof humidor. We're going to talk to him and see what that's all about right after this. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAssRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut Sun-Grown or Maduro, each Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage pairs extremely well with the finest Scotch whiskeys, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Swag Cigars. Offering a cigar 
for you. From the medium-bodied swag Puro Dominicano, the full-bodied swag black, and now the new swag brown Connecticut with a flavor profile not usually found in milder blends. Blended with premium Dominican fillers and binder and topped off with an uncommon Ecuadorian-grown brown Connecticut wrapper. The flavor profile takes you from creamy smoothness to a place no other milder cigar has ventured. Come along for the ride. Discover Swag Brown Connecticut. Available in four great sizes, shipping to stores near you in August 2015 and priced right. Boutique Blend Cigars. Blending is in our DNA. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout. And you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, undeniably, there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves Acid Cigars. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Little Axl Rose? Kind of like a little Guns N' Roses cover. Oh, wow. This is Aerosmith. Axl Rose. This is, uh, yeah, Axl Rose. This is... You know, the sad part is she almost sounds a little like Axl Rose. Yeah, that's what he sounds like. However, on key. On key, yes, on note. Welcome back, folks. Honest Abe here. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Lovely Lady M. Lovely Lady M. I'm so happy. Why are you so happy? Because your sister's here. here. Jules. my best friend. She moved to New Zealand for three years. Jack Kerouac. New Zealand, Iceland, Greenland, Costa Rica. Australia, Mexico. Yeah. I can't keep track of her. She's been back in three years. We were in Nicaragua. Little modern day Jack Kerouac. All right, sitting in our studio, old time friend, personal friend, Sam DeFiglio, who's currently vice president, product development of Fire King International. Uh, Sam, welcome. Thank you for coming on Kiss My Ash Radio. Thank you. Thank we you, just man. pulled him on. He actually told me he was in town this week. Actually, called me yesterday and told me about his product. I said, Why don't you come on the show? Tell our listeners a little bit about what's going on now. Great. Before we get into your product, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself sure. and your history in the cigar industry? Well, I got into the the cigar industry, Abe, back in 97, and created uh, some humidors. I started a company called Don Salvatore, 
and uh, we've been selling humidors since then. Uh, three years ago, we had sold Don Salvatore to Orleans Group, and uh, I joined Fire King International. And uh, Fire King International is one of the world's largest safe manufacturers. So uh, they've created some wonderful products. I'm in the file division. There are several divisions that they have. File, like you file, file them like, down. Yeah, like well, no, file, oh. file cabinets, fireproof oh, file okay, cabinets, it, and safes. Uh-huh. So more of the office. So uh, you got out of the cigar industry when you sold your company. Yeah, I, I had just stayed on for a few years with them as right. a consultant, and then got was out. out of, yeah, and this, they brought you back in. Yeah. Hey, what can I say? I they have a quick question. Back. I was reading an article back when you had Don Salvatore, the humidors. Um, that there was a documentary with Bill Clinton, and they actually had yes. one of your Don Salvatore humidors on Air Force One. Yeah, actually, I was at you the would let, Reagan you Library. You would let your humidor fly on a Democratic administration. <laughs> you know, What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? You have to blame your last guest, Draper. I think uh, he bought it from Draper's. If right, the, that's the what I read, I too, yes. And they put it on this uh, Air Force One National Geographic film, and I was at the Reagan Library with a friend of mine, uh, who was selling stamps to the Reagan Library, and I'm in the lobby waiting. You didn't for know this at the time. Had no idea. Oh, this is great. And I'm watching the, the the monitor in the in the gift shop at the Reagan Library, and they show the loop of of the Air Force One, and they show the the uh, officer cleaning the desk, and he opens a drawer and he pulls out a humidor, and I knew immediately it was my Traveler, my little That's 12 funny. count, and it had the presidential seal. But what was really amazing is the cigar he pulled out was a Cuban cigar, and I oh. thought. <laughs> Here is our leader with with some (laughs) contraband, but hey, he likes uh, Cuban cigars, so it was fun. Okay, so you worked with Fire Safe now. Fire King, yeah. Fire King, Fire King, Fire Night. He'll get it right. By the end of the show, he'll get it right. Not a problem. Listen, I promise when they start sponsoring some airtime on our show, I'll get the name 100% right. So you're with Fire King. Fire King. Let me get this right. And how how does this idea here develop? Okay, Fire King has a line of these small safes for the home and office. And basically, uh, it was the design of Gary uh, Weissman, the president of the company, to provide a box. Have uh, There are other boxes that, that claim that they're fireproof and so on, but ours is the only one that has compression latches, Abe, that will draw the, the cover so tight that it's not only waterproof, but fireproof. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we've actually tested these in water for over a year. They've sat... Really? In fact, they had to put weights in them in order to keep the unit underwater. So after a year, they so just pulled it out. So that unit floats? Oh, yeah. That's a heavy unit. It is. It's 20 pounds. This particular uh, model. 20 pounds wow. humidor. Holds uh, 20 to, to 30 sticks. And this thing will float. Oh, yeah. Is there something that's added buoyancy to it? Because it's heavy. No, it's just the air that's inside it. Really? Inside of it. Yeah, that's exactly. enough. Um, keep it up. I have a question. Now, if it catches, the, if it's in a fire room or catches on fire, does it still maintain the humidity or does it heat up inside? What happens or is... Or the temperature, yeah. Does it get over hot? Over time, yeah, inside the box uh, will heat up, yeah. but not to the point where it burns. In other words, right. uh, paper will burn at 450, 450. 451. 451, he knows. Yeah. 451. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit 451. So I'm just saying. Basically, they, they have these boxes that protect media, flash drives, and that kind of thing. So when I joined the company, I asked Gary if he'd burn one. We have a UL-approved fire oven, and we test our own safes. And so do you ever have fun and just throw stuff in there and see how it burns? They do. They <laughs> really do. <laughs> they do more than I know. I'll be thinking, what can I burn today? <laughs> they burn a lot of stuff. Burn stuff Friday. So what they did was we put some cigars in it and we threw it in there for it was it's a thirty it's a UL approved thirty minute test at fifteen hundred and fifty degrees. So and I have it on a video and we just finished the uh, the, the new video. 
Uh, and after, it was about 45 minutes, because it takes time for it to cool before we can grab it. And uh, to my wonderful surprise, we had like 24 cigars, and they were perfect. Now, I got a question. Yes. Did this come in multiple sizes? Or is this yes, there's the, three sizes. And this is the smallest? This is big? the smallest. And how big does this get? It'll, uh, the, the largest size basically is, is it holds 100 to 200 cigars. Uh, the inside dimension of it. 100 to 200. That's yeah. a big swing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a box oh, that actually. It's all about taking the, the stuff out, probably. Yeah, probably. It's 10 inches high by 12 inches and a half inches deep. So Interior? It's a, yes, the, that's the uh, inside dimension. So you can put boxes, maybe three or four boxes, or you can put 200, 300 loose cigars, depending on the size of the cigar. And uh, It also features, in our, in our box, we feature a couple of foam trays that are uh, cut so you can store them if some people like them a little not touching. I prefer to, put, I always put my cigars in our humidors loose. I think the trays help if you don't have it full so the cigars don't roll around if, if you're transporting it. But... My ultimate question is, who's knocking down the door for a demand <laughs> humidor? Well, Abe, as you I mean, know, what are these retail? Just, just the retail on this box is uh, 100, uh, 130. All right, oh, it's, wow. not as, it's not as bad as I thought it was. That was like I thought it was like retail? 150. 130 retail. Retail. That's right. Are you that's sure? What you, that's what you I'm pay for a regular sure. humidor. I mean, I, you can't buy a safe for 130 bucks. Exactly. You can just a safe. Exactly. And. They produce so yeah, many of these for the office, pro- office products uh, uh, industry as well as for consumers all over the world. So the, the type of box has been made, but I converted it to a humidor because there's nothing like it. And, you know, people say, why do I need it when I have insurance? Well, the thing is, if you have very special cigars or collections, whether it's Padron or Partagas, whatever brand, uh, you want to keep them. I mean, Somebody God forbid there is a fire. Mm-hmm. You right, know, you're you, not going to you, be able to go out you know, and buy this again. Who's going to insure it? And not only that, you've lost your collection. Right. You might be able to replace it with something else, but not necessarily right. what you've collected, whether it's a wedding or your son or daughter, something special. So it's it's not going to take over the humidor industry, eh, but it is going to provide a very low-cost way of protecting your smokes plus. It's a lot less expensive. I believe that there's some, there's, there's definitely. It's a lot less expensive than I thought it would be. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's not just a a fireproof humidor. It's one of the best humidors I've ever created. And the reason is because of the Bovida system. When the Bovida system's in an airtight environment, you can't afford to have your humidity raising up too high because then you'll have mold. With the Bovida, what's so nice with the 69% packet, which is what they recommend, this thing will keep it from mold, from, from any bugs if you were to have high humidity with high temperature and uh, we're really pleased because I've had this packet not this particular box but I've tested it for over a year that packet lasts over a year and it could last less depending on how many times you've opened it right in my testing I've opened it at least once a day but you know some people may open it more but it is waterproof it is fireproof and the humidity is is phenomenal it literally keeps it perfect I, so I see a, there's a new case I've never seen before from Bovida. It's, uh, yeah, it's a metal, it's aluminum right. uh, holder for the package instead of the traditional wood, right. which were really bulky and thick pieces. Yeah, it's, it's large. This, this aluminum is nice. Yeah, large and in charge. I like yeah. it, though. And it looks nice with the black. Our, our units are black. And uh, How long has it been on the market? Actually, this is the first introduction to the consumer in the world right here on your show. Because You're hearing have, it wait, first. Wait, hold on. Did you have this at the trade show? I had it at the show, but it was my introduction so, but to the, to the dealer trade. But this is the first time any consumer's hearing about it. Did you have this for a sale, wholesale at the trade show? Yes, I did. I'm just curious offhand. You don't have to be honest. How did the orders go? We had some nice orders. We really? Did. Yes, we did. And it was from you know a lot of the traditional uh, resellers. Uh, 
they were very impressed. Once you see the video and you see the flames, basically this, this outside resin will melt, leaving the insulation, which is a proprietary insulation. And then the inner core is what survives. And here's the nice thing, Abe. This humidor right here has a seven-year warranty on defects Parts, in workmanship, yeah, right. but it has a lifetime after fire replacement. So if, God forbid, there's a fire, there's a fire. You we'll replace it for, life, for wow. life. God forbid you have a fire, right. let alone right. more than one so, fire. So because the outside will melt and deteriorate. But the but, insulation holds But the, you still get a new one after the fire anyways. Absolutely. You call Fire King, so it's a talk to the customer service, and... Uh, does it come with a Don Salvatore hygrometer? No, it does not. <laughs> I, was uh, I, uh, I was just curious. I see it in there. I didn't have my supply come in. Our production uh, will actually come in in uh, the end of October, Abe. So. so let me ask them, if anybody of our listeners are out there want to get more information about this type of humidor or where they could buy it, yes. is there a website or anywhere they could look to find uh, out? We're just getting it set up right now, but they can they can call me at 847, if I may give my number. Absolutely. 847-217-3504. Repeat it They'll one more get time. Me, 847 217 Three five zero four, and we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, get them to the dealers. We'll ask them who their dealer is, yeah. and then we'll of course sell them through uh, the dealer. Yeah, or just you know, reach out to us at info at kissmashradio.com. We'll get you in the right direction. Interesting stuff. Great. Very cool. We posted pictures of this on our Facebook page, so if you want to take a look at it, and uh, maybe we'll find the link to the video where it's on. Yeah, we want to put it on there. You bet. Well, thanks for joining us uh, last minute, you, but we Wade. appreciate interesting stuff. We'll see how it goes. Great. Thanks all. All right, all right my friends. To a new segment, we don't know which one yet. We're gonna find out who in a cigar insane asylum. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua. Using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, the cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide. Located on Okeechobee and Military Trail for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearman Rhino, the premier upscale gentleman's club. If you created the Aging Room Small Batch Cigar Line, the highest rated boutique cigar brands of our times, what would you do next? Well, if you're Raphael Nodal from Boutique Blend Cigars, you would combine your three most important passions of your life, Cuba, music, and cigars, and create a new classic, La Boheme Cigars. La Boheme is Raphael's take on the golden age of Cuban cigars. La Boheme is a sophisticated blend of extra-aged and hard-to-find tobacco from the Dominican Republic, a medium-bodied cigar rich in flavors, reminiscent of the island he left 35 years ago in a small boat with his family. Why wait for the embargo to be lifted? Smoke La Boheme today. Blending is in our DNA. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. You see the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond 
crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. And now he plays a country song. Now he plays a country song. Welcome back, folks. Honest Dave here by gang Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. We are broadcasting from the main cigar lounge at the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. Pretty interesting save. I mean, the humidor. Yeah, so cool. I, I really thought it was going to be way more expensive. Yeah. I mean, I actually think at that price point, people will buy it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have paid three fifty, four hundred for that, which I, I kind of thought it was going to be. Yeah. At. Yeah. But yeah, one thirty. Yeah, maybe buy one. Pretty cool. Just to say, I have a fireproof safe. Well, you know, not to humidor. mention, I mean, that stuff you can never replace. Yeah, I do have some like irreplaceable cigars. I only got like one or two left of that. Yeah. I mean, you've got you know. some stuff in there like you've got from your wedding still, and my my whole argument to that rationale is. God forbid, I were, any my business, my home, or anything was in a tragic fire. I think the cigars would be the least thing I'd be concerned about. True. <laughs> I think that's my only argument. But I, I would I be think, like, oh, my cigars are burned. But you know what? There no. are people out there that would. Yeah, probably. Yes, sure. there are. Yeah. Sure. Like, Adam would be like, my beer-making tools, you know. I would be like, my Adam, dog. I can, re- I can replace gonna, those. Adam's going to buy it to store his special hops. His hop, my hops, I've been... Burr, oh now, if I ever, now if I ever craft hops. my own hops, which I've talked about and we're possibly working on, then I might be put them in something like that. If I get my own blend of hops out. If there was a fire, what would be the first thing you would run in and get? I'd get my, well, if Dylan was out safe and Doug was out safe. I'd get my dog. I'd get my dog, okay, yes. Yeah. Well, no one saw that coming. Okay. All right. So I just want to make that clear. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knows about you and your inappropriate relationship with your dog. I love my dog. All right. So tell us about your new segment that you put together. Oh, Kingston. Um, okay, so we have the worst pickup lines ever, most likely said by Adam Kay. Most likely said by Adam Kay. Yeah, that's... All right, so we're each going to yes, read a couple. Are, we're gonna each going to read. I want I want a response. What would your reaction be to these things? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, go ahead. I like it. I, might, it. I would actually maybe use this line Read here. it. So if I flip a coin, what are my chances of getting head? Ooh, Depends how drunk I am. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad. I don't think that's a bad, that bad of a line. <laughs> depends how drunk I, mean, I am. <laughs> it depends what, I mean, you know, if you ask enough girls in a bar, one of them's going to give you an answer. Yes. You know? And that might be my answer. Would be like, huh, it depends if you got me home or not. I don't know. Or your no. answer all depends on how far down the alcohol highway yes. you're gone. Yeah. Right? We know that. Um, Adam. How much will a twenty get me? That's such an Adam Nothing. question. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, 20, not. That, that has to be a question. It'll get like me a ride home. <laughs> 1936, maybe. Get me a ride home. All right. I only want my receipt if it has your number on it. 
Yeah, that is Okay, so bad. one time at Starbucks, the barista actually... Wrote his number on the cup? No, I asked him to. I said, is your number... Uh, oh, he goes, what's your name? I go, what's your... Uh, because you know how they write that on the cup. Is that who wrote the number when you were working at Starbucks? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, know, I had a girl give me And I number. said, uh, you can just put your number on it. And like he like was so shocked. He didn't know what to do. I was like, okay, or not. You know, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't slam. Slam. Not as nice Man, as Man, I don't do pick... Uh, yeah, I'm not... The best uh, picking up baristas, I guess. There's one. There's not. There's one that should be on here, but it's not. He wanted Netflix and chill. There is a chill one in here, but it, like, it's, is there? I was looking chill, for. Okay, how about chill this one? Just now become into the lexicon hey, of pseudo. Did you just fart because you blew me away? I, I was just <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I was just gonna read that because that would probably work on Lady M. That would. Mm-hmm. I would actually die laughing, and I would say, "I love you." We're soulmates. Yes, because she is like the connoisseur gas of, queen. Yeah, gas queen. Just so, don't yeah. feed me cheese. Oh be gosh, fine. and a lot of other stuff. Oh, uh, here's here's an Adam K one that he just, but he wouldn't know how to say the second half of the sentence. Girl, you remind me of a keg. I'd like to tap that ass. There we go. How's that one? No. Um, Adam K. I feel would be more like. Have you ever seen a two-incher? Wow, that is just cold. That is so <laughs> Adam K. would be like, you remind me of a pale ale. Your hops are very bland. <laughs> That's an Adam K. impersonation. Wow. Julia's laughing. How did this become an burn Adam segment? Uh, Here's five dollars because you're giving me a foot long. <laughs> so bad. Ooh, how about this? Um, I love every bone in your body, especially mine. You want to bone me? I could, I, I could see myself maybe using that one. Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only ten I see. That's so bad. There's about to be one less planet because I'm gonna destroy your anus. <laughs> wow! Wow! See, I like the ones Adam that, that actually because that actually would work for you. They're actually mm-hmm. kind of funny. Yeah, you should. You, we should just have Adam read them. They're actually better when he reads them. You know what's better than a rose on a piano? Two lips on an organ. Which I don't know. And I know that saying two lips on an organ, but like your organs are inside of you. So like, no, what? they call no. that an organ. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yes. That's an organ. It's an organ. Yes. Your piece or my piece? Our piece. This piece. Oh, that's an organ. Okay, two mm-hmm. lips on the organ. Got it. So a BJ. Yeah. With it. Here's my favorite as a retailer. Nice legs. What time do they open? Are your legs closed right now? I think that's enough for that segment. Uh, heaven must be missing an angel, because you're here with me now. Ugh. Can I take you to the closet so I can sweep you off your feet? What? That, yeah, I just, that, I don't understand. No? no. Terrible. I do like the girl. You remind me of a keg. I'd like to tap that ass. Okay, someone's got to help me with this one. You're so beautiful that you made me forget 20 letters from the alphabet. The only ones I remember are you are a oh you are a cutie, and I'll give you the D later because it's five. It, 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 they, there's a pause in there of that's only five. I know I'll give you the D later. Mm, mm, that's an Izzy line or something. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Maybe AJ. All right. So. Uh, AJ. <laughs> so who, who belongs in a cigar Emily, at Santa's Island? Emily, do you like pudding? I do. Putting this in your mouth? That was almost as good as the Fermunda cheese. 
Oh. Yeah, we had a lady I'm on a whole segment telling her how awesome Fermunda cheese was. No, because Peter Nandes. And she got I, oh, Peter Nandes, and she got all excited. Oh, I never heard of that cheese, and Pete was telling me about the tasting qualities and how good the, it is, and the, I can the, find it at Whole Foods the, and stuff. How it had some very full-bodiedness, but very musty oh, cheese, you okay. know. And she started tweeting with her friends. And I was texting my girlfriends. Have you ever had Fermunda cheese? Where do we find it? Why haven't we had this yet? Then no, we, then we had to tell one. her where Fermunda was from. From under my balls. There you have it. All right. <laughs> it's time to find out. Uh, it makes me... <laughs> and we were doing this on the air, by the way. Uh, it's time to find out this week, courtesy of Asylum and CLE Cigars, who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. All right, this is a woman that has now violated her probation at least 3,500 times. How can what? you be on probation? Why is she not in times? jail? Yeah. Nicole Dykum is on probation and should not have had any weapons in her home, but investigators discovered more than 3,500 knives. Swords, blades, and satanic-like shrines. Oh, yeah. Fake, bloody body parts. And that was just evidence texts that have have brought in stuff so far. Wow. This was local. Yes. Where was this? Um, No, I don't believe so. It was in uh, Brooksville, uh, Chicago. Brooksville, Chicago. Okay. Where is that? I don't know, but Brooksville is a city. So is Chicago. I saw it on the news the other day. Okay. Um, it all came Chicago. from a home in Brooksville, Chicago, where neighbors say Dykem has been terrorizing them for months. She's now in jail, but residents worry how long she will remain locked up. Clagg, the neighbor living next door to Dykem, isn't, um, says that this isn't her peaceful retirement plan. She uh, said that Dykem has a habit of banging on the inside of her house all the time in the wall, screaming and hollering. And she said uh, Dykem is caught on... Uh, uh, the other neighbor's security cameras slashing screens and slicing up air conditioning units all around the neighborhood. Oh, there's a great neighbor. Yeah, this lady's okay. crazy. This is what brought investigators to Dykem's house on Tuesday night to arrest her. She shouldn't have a single weapon, according to her arrest and probation records. She's on probation for being uh, for shoplifting at the Dollar Tree and stealing knives and swords, putting them in her pants and waist <laughs> sides. Everyone in the neighborhood is scared. Obviously, because this woman is insane. So Tuesday night's discovery even stunned investigators. Thousands of weapons were hanging from her walls, ceiling fans, and they found stabbed mannequins. Whoa. Her mannequins were stabbed in the head with all of these pieces, like all of How these knives and stuff. How do you get that stuff. way? It what took, happens to It you? took investigators Some people have five hours have and knives. two rounds of beanbag bullets and a stun gun to take her into custody. Oh, my God. This is how oh psycho lady is. She is a, sant- a satanic. Yeah, she's channeling something. Yes. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Holy moly. That woman definitely Nicole belongs. Nicole Dykum, you yeah. deserve to be in an insane asylum. And they need to throw the keys away. Away. <laughs> far, far away. Yeah. All right. Big shout out to our social media winner, Scott S. from Naperville, Illinois. Scott, you have won yourself a five-pack of Recluse Cigars. Thank you for listening to the show. And for all our Midwest fans, 
Uh, next month, we're going to be broadcasting live from Wisconsin, yeah, actually. Yeah, up at the Metro Cigars. Yeah, the uh, Metro Cigars. We're going to be covering the Bruce, the Bruce City Cigar Festival. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, it and is. And we're going to have the folks from Metro Cigars on the show next week or soon to talk about the event? Yes, we will. All right, great. Yeah, so uh, put it on your calendars, Bruce City Cigar Festival. We'll be up in Wisconsin. We're going to fly in Chicago. October 17th. Yes, there you that go. Is. October 17th, we'll be up there doing and a we'll live be broadcast. And we'll be in Chicago on the 16th, and yes. we'll, we'll turn on Periscope. So yes. if anyone's around in the city, come yes. find us. Yeah, we'll be How in Chicago. That? We'll be in Chicago the 16th and up in Wisconsin. Find Lady M, Adam K, and Abe. Honest Abe. So, yeah, very Hopefully cool at stuff. a Portillo's. At a bar. At We're going Portillo's. to bars. Adam loves his Portillo's. I'm Listen, not driving. I was Adam's there last weekend. The weekend. Because my flight got delayed, I didn't get to go to Portillo's. You have no idea how disappointed devastating. I was. Devastating. 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 Utterly devastating. How can you live? I got some deep dish, though, but it was, so it was okay. From where? Uh, Giordano's. Why? Because that's where it came. It's like fast food deep dish. It's Chicago. wherever they went, and that's uh, what it was. I didn't that's have an like option. Saying, I was in Florida. I went to Miami Subs, and I got a Miami Sub. Like, don't ever go there. Analogy. Right? By the way. <laughs> All right, folks. Join us next it's week as we, as we have Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. In my traditional closing, life is short. Savor those moments that counts. And never be afraid to express how you feel. Because if anyone doesn't like it, what do you tell them, Lydia? Kiss my ass. There you go. Be merciless. Spare no cigars. Smoke them all. Let God sort them out. <laughs>